Welcome to the High Tech Freedom Podcast. This is a podcast where we bring successful tech sales professionals, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs to share best practices, insights, and lessons learned with other tech sales professionals. As a sales professional, the more we learn, the more we earn. Once we earn it, how can we put those hard-earned commission dollars back to work to build additional income streams that will create the freedom we are all working to achieve? I'm your host, Chris Freeman. I'm a high-tech sales leader, real estate investor, and lifetime learner. Welcome back to the High Tech Freedom Sales Podcast. So today I wanted to talk about building your success binder. So (laughs) what is a success binder? It's a name that I made up that I have personally. And for me, it has been a way to organize all of my accomplishments and achievements over my career. So for starters, I might be aging myself talking about a binder, right? Because, you know, like I have a son in college and the idea of a physical book or a physical binder In fact, I don't even think he has a binder. So take what I'm saying. This could be a binder. It could be a folder. It could be a drive in your computer. It could be a scrapbook. Doesn't really matter. Just stick with me until I actually get to the point. So let's let's step back. So as you progress in your sales career, no doubt you're going to have milestones, successes, special moments when all the hard work and that grinding as a sales professional really pays off. Now, the challenge is, as you progress, we're humans, right? The memory has been proven to be 100% not reliable. In fact, it has a way of remembering things that you want to remember. And as sales pros, um, you know, maybe we even embellish a little bit as time goes along. I recently interviewed an executive recruiter about mistakes people make. And as a sales manager, I've interviewed many reps. In fact, I am looking for a a hunter sales rep right now up in the greater Seattle market. So if you're interested, let me know. But when reviewing resumes and looking at LinkedIn, uh, it's very common for people to highlight their achievements. You'll see things like number one rep and grew the business by 150% or, or landed some large account, had some notable win, or they did incredibly well on quota achievement every single year of their entire career. These are all fantastic achievements. And in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with highlighting them. It's just important that we're accurate. And then the next question is, can you prove it? So if you were the number one rep, were you the number one rep for the region, number one rep for the country, number one rep globally? For example, at one point on my resume, I had down that I was the number two manager or region. And at the time, the company had multiple segments. They had a service provider team, an enterprise team, and a commercial team. And my team was the number two commercial team. I don't know, I think it was six regions. See, I can't even remember if it was five or six. I did leave that a little generic on my resume, but I was very clear during interviewing processes, and I was definitely ready to back it up with the ranking reports from the end of the year. Now, shout out to my friend, Toby, who was the number one. It was an awesome year and it was fun to share that with him. But here's my point. Just be careful what you put on your resume or your LinkedIn profile and and ask yourself, can you back it up? Now, if not, it may not be horrible. In fact, I personally believe that most or many hiring managers look at a lot of those claims as just fluff. But here's the thing. When you can back it up and when you can show it, how powerful is that? You know, what does that say about your organization, your credibility, your professionalism? 
So another example, if you're interviewing for a role and you definitely want to max out your OTE, your on-target earnings, your hiring bonuses, your stock or your restricted stock units, RSUs, it's good to be organized. Every single role that I have been interested in or that I went after, I always had my past W-2s ready, maybe the RSUs that I might be leaving on the table at the other role. Now, I have not moved on that many times, but you know these types of documents supported my case. And just to be clear, you may not be sending these to the hiring company, but you, you just need to know what your numbers are and be accurate. And then when appropriate, or they request it from you, then have the ability to communicate it to the hiring company. Then you know, you're backing it up. So many times the budgeted OTE for a role is set and it may not be as flexible. There just might not be that wiggle room there. So you're negotiating. You want to get as much out of the role as you can, but you know the budget's the budget. And if you can come in and you have a demonstrated earnings record, that can sometimes earn you additional benefits elsewhere. Like I said, the hiring bonus, maybe more RSUs or even getting the RSUs, or if you get them a larger quantity of RSUs. So just some thoughts there on, on those claims and how to use them, but let's back it up to the success binder and why it matters beyond just backing up your success claim. So hopefully you agree that that's important, but you know, you know, there's more, there's more than just backing up the claims long-term. So I honestly don't remember when I started creating this idea of a success binder. I just know that I had a binder when I got my first job out of college, dumped whatever was in it from whatever class and said, all right, well, I, I got my first offer letter from my first job out of college with my $22,000 base salary. And I shoved that letter into the binder. And then every offer letter that I've ever had since then goes in that binder. Uh, even the ones where I hadn't accepted the offer, which I think was only one, I put it in the binder. Now, why would I save that one? Well, or all of them. It, it's just a walk down memory lane. It, it's interesting to see the progression over the years. As an example, that one offer letter that I did not accept actually came in really handy when I was interviewing with the same company many years later. So I was interviewing second time around. The hiring manager was asking me who I had interviewed with before. And honestly, enough years had gone by that I just couldn't remember. But I had the letters. I went back to my binder, pulled it up, and told them. Now, another thing that I put in my binder is I always print my year-end comp statements. Sometimes you know, there's you know, different companies, but sometimes there's a performance section of the comp statement, and sometimes there's a section with performance and the actual earnings. So I, you know, I'll print both, and I'll save them, and and really have that to track kind of my record of success and my record of uh, achievement. Uh, for example, um, just one of my more memorable years was actually a year where I only hit 100%. And I hit it, and this is what's sort of fun about saving that comp statement, is I hit it by just a few dollars. I don't know, like maybe $7. I didn't blow it out, but the story and the effort behind that year to develop that territory and just find a way to get that last deal just to get over the 100%. It was just a really good example of my persistence as a sales rep and kind of dealing with some adversities, keeping my head in the game. And as they say, kind of you know running through the tape all the way to the end and then just squeaking out plan for that year. I also have, uh, you know, some companies will have reports for club achievement, you know, the rankings. So if you have those, file them away. I, you know, I file away all of those ranking reports when I get them. 
Um, there's a few examples of where I was being nominated into a sales advisory group or a leadership development program. So I had that letter, that nomination letter. I think it, it was like a congratulatory letter from a, a senior VP, put that in the binder. And the funny thing is I actually forget about a lot of these. And then I, I just... It, preparation for this podcast, I was going back and looking at it. It's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. It was just so cool to take that walk down memory lane. So in the process of pulling up the binder, a few other things that I came across that I'll share that I thought were interesting. So I would include any and all recognition, right? Uh, So for example, I had a couple case studies on accounts, one where I was actually quoted in the case study, but you know, it's a good example. If you're going to talk about a win and you tell a story I don't know, maybe, maybe the opportunity comes along to where you can actually share the case study to really support your story, for example. I had a press release from a, a large new logo win the, the team put together. This one's actually really important. I have old versions of my resume. And the reason why it's important is it, it makes it so much easier to go back and look and stay consistent and accurate with some of the historical information. You know, it's really easy as you're doing your new updated resume to maybe, uh, you know, I don't remember when I left or when I started with that company. So you just pick a date or you don't remember the exact percent of plans. So you put a number on there. Well, if you have your old resumes, you can go back, keep it consistent, just keep it accurate. I have an old disk profile report in there and I haven't gone back and looked at that many times, but you know, it will be interesting. I'm, I'm going to take another one at some point. So it will be interesting to go back and compare the two. This one was fun. There was an email from a customer, which you don't get these very often, but there was an email from a customer that was thanking my team for successfully bringing in a solution. And this was a very large account and a new logo win for the team. And it was just so cool for them to thank us after the implementation for a successful project. And then I've got a few congratulatory emails on promotions. I used to keep my goals. I had a section in the binder for goals. Um, and I used to keep my goals in there, but I've actually expanded now into a, kind of a, a different process that's separate of the binder. So um, I just wanted to share a few thoughts of what I put into my binder. You know, every job and company is a little different. So what is important to you will be different than what is important to me or anybody else that might be listening to the podcast. You know, you decide what you want to keep. And it doesn't matter where you're at in your career. It's never too late. And, you know, just have fun with it. It's like a, it is like a professional scrapbook. And I just wish I had been more organized around some of the professional photos over the years with like team members, events, and so on. That was never really my strength. I was great at some of the documents, not great at the photos. And it would have been nice to go back and uh, look at some of those. But it's not too late to start building your success binder. It can be physical. It can be electronic. It doesn't even have to be organized. Just start saving. So I have a question for you. I would love to hear your thoughts on this topic. If you have something that you do that works for you, maybe something that helped keep you on track to success, uh, please come on the podcast and share. You know, sometimes you know, it, this is a hard job. And as we're chugging along and grinding it out day in and day out, We need those little tips and tricks to go back and remind ourselves that we've been there before. We've done great work. Whatever challenge you're facing is a short-term challenge. Don't get too focused on that. And things like, you know, my success binder or whatever you're doing to kind of remind yourself that you've been there and done it and had success in the past, I would love to hear it. So if you would like to come share some of your thoughts, please send me a DM in LinkedIn or use my calendar link in the show notes. And I would love to have you as a guest on the High Tech Freedom Sales Podcast. Until next week, 
make this your best week ever. Thanks again for joining us today. To get more sales and real estate tips, you can subscribe to our newsletter at hightechfreedom.com. You can also join our private Facebook and LinkedIn group that is exclusively for sales professionals. If you found a nugget of good information in the podcast, please subscribe, give us a positive rating and write a review. If there is a topic that you would like us to cover in the future, please send us a note through our website at hightechfreedom.com. Until next week, make this your best week ever.